everyone. Uh, welcome to Fostering Growth. My name is Laura and I'm here with a great friend of mine. Hi, I'm Christina. And today we've been catching up, you know, just talking about life in general. It's been a long time since me and Christina have been in the same place at the same time. Yeah, a few years now. <laughs> and just a little background, like there was a point where me and Christina lived together in a room, in a room setting. We were housemates. <laughs> Ah, there you go, housemates. Yeah. I was like, we weren't sweet mates. Yeah. <laughs> we were housemates. <laughs> and that was a very nightmarish house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we appreciate the opportunities that <laughs> they gave to <laughs> us. Gave, yeah, we connected. For giving us a house we shared and food. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Just sometimes. Oh, yeah. Not when they stole my cable, but... <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, I, I do remember having a couple, like, hangouts in the house. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how a lot of things that we were, like, would hang out as friends. Like, when David would come over or, like, even when, like, Carla would come over and things like that. They'd be like, oh, my God, did you know about this? And we're like, what? No. Because we were, like, out of the loop in a sense. And then they'd be like, oh, yeah, by the way, this person's pregnant. And we're like, oh, like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, no, there's no way. There's no possible way. You know, even though we were there in that little, you know, town, San Isidro, like, we still, we were still far away. Like, it felt like we were so far away. <laughs> like, like, 15 minute, a 15 minute walk yeah. to the bus. That's, that's harsh. Como, como le decían, no en el rancho. Tenía no, que, I know, I know. I would have to take here all the way, a mile I down. Know. We're going to tell our children what that was. I had to walk 15 now. minutes to the bus stop. <laughs> They're going to be like, but I mean, you had shoes, right? <laughs> you had a concrete like street. Yeah, that's true. I true guess true. so. You got to look at the bright side. <laughs> that's right. And then I, I got my bike there. And oh. then I started taking my bike to the bus. Oh, and then I could yeah. never walk that anymore. I had to take my bike. <laughs> I was like, no, this is like, it got just way easier. It went from 15 minutes to... Six minute bike yeah. ride. Yeah. Luego ponerla enfrente del bus. Oh, dude, that was a whole other trip. <laughs> First no. it was just getting there, and now it's carrying all these things. That was a whole throw. But then, now look at us with our cars. <laughs> now we're like, oh yeah, let me just go get, where is it? My mask from my car parked over here. Yeah, dude. I'm like, you have a car? <laughs> I know. Well, when I came back to San Diego, I was like, damn, this is crazy because now I have a car now I can literally mm -hmm. drive anywhere and before and I we had still to, stay home I know because <laughs> <laughs> well, of the you know pandemic yeah even before that I know <laughs> don't, don't blame it on on the pandemic <laughs> even after it's gone I'm gonna still keep blaming it. I'm gonna it's say like change. no I can't go out <laughs> I like, still don't trust right mm -hmm. yeah I mean I think I have been become more aware of my not just surroundings of like, oh, where I'm at, but more of like how close people are to me. But I'm like, oh, quítate. <laughs> That's true. I've noticed that. Before it was like we were at bars, everybody was rubbing up against us. Dude, at concerts. We're all like... breathing the same hair and now we're like, ugh, quítate. I know, like sweating on each other and sh I oh, miss concerts, dude. I miss concerts too. But... I don't care. I'll go get Corona at a concert. <laughs> That's the only good reason why I would be out in a big crowd would be for a concert. Yeah. Me too. I miss them so much. I think my last concert was Cage the Elephant. And that was in August mm. of 2019. 2019, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw... I think I saw Queens of Stone Age 2019. Yeah? Yeah. I remember Queens from Coachella. 
I remember I, I first saw them there. Yeah, I think I saw them there too. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's sick. But I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. I think you have to get the shot or you have to have like a negative. For concerts. Too. Yeah, for concerts. Did you see that they're trying to do a, on your phone like an app or something that proves that you've had the vaccine? So what? like it's easier access. Yeah, like kind of like a passport kind of thing. Scan it and it shows that you got the vaccine. I don't know. Technology. It's, it's happening so fast that the the faster we grow up and the more we see around us, I mean, for example, like being 27, almost 230, you're like, oh, like all these things that we had as kids are literally changing. Yeah. And when we're kids, you have the adults saying, oh, when I was your age, yeah. we only had a stick and <laughs> whatever it's called. We didn't have anything. Yeah. And then like now my son is like, mom, I want to play the Switch. And I'm like, when I was little, like I had... Pokemon cards and marbles, <laughs> and now you just want to play the, on the, the Switch. The fossils, right? Yeah. <laughs> How do you think you were during the pandemic? I... Do you think it, like... At first, like everybody else. Oh, it's not going to last that long. Ah, it's going to pass. No pasa nada. It's mm-hmm. not going to, you know? But yeah. knowing American <laughs> yeah. and them not wanting to pay attention to things. And, I mean, to be honest, as soon as, like, quarantine hit, I did kind of staying home but i didn't really stay that much like i didn't put so much importance that i should have you know to be honest like i Mm -hmm. should have put more importance and then later on the cases were getting you know higher and then me working at you know the store because i had to transfer it made me more aware it Mm -hmm. made me more aware of like touching i wouldn't like want to touch my face and even though we were wearing gloves like people would start complaining like oh you're touching everything with the same gloves Mm -hmm. and then i'm like i didn't even think about that like i was just working with my gloves and then they're like how do you know that you're not spreading it like that and I'm like oh that's true and so especially working at the store I was more my surroundings of Mm -hmm. how people close were or how I didn't want to get close to people or like you know even when they did tell you like oh stay six feet away from like you know your co-workers Mm -hmm. you you have those people like closer to you you know you talk to them but then there's people in the public and right. you're like oh get yeah. the <laughs> and you know it, it was kind of like that so i wasn't um i wasn't scared or i wasn't as traumatized as it started developing you know mm-hmm. later on but i think i was like most people like oh it'll it'll pass like i was super bummed out because it was my birthday month yeah, and that's right. all I did was get drunk till 5 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> From 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Oh. Took a nap. Yeah. <laughs> Woke up, continued the party. I did some Zoom with some friends. You know, they yeah. said happy birthday. A couple of friends also brought me cake. My mom made me a cake. So, like, mm-hmm. I didn't have a bad birthday, but, like, my plan was, like, oh. Totally I, different. Yeah, I think I had made reservations for, oh, what is that place called? It's, like, this... It's in UTC Mall. It's like you go through a wall or something like that. Raised by Wolves, I think oh, it's called. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, we made reservations for my birthday and I was so excited because <laughs> oh, I was like, no. I'm going to go through a wall. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> I Harry Potter this. <laughs> but oh, right. it didn't happen because freaking quarantine. So I tried to make the best of it, but it wasn't the best. <laughs> Do you think it affected you? Like, n- am I the one negative? interviewing or are you the one? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> is this your question. podcast or <laughs> i'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah just because i just saw like a lot of people struggling with that you know they were like like oh we can't go anywhere like it like take an emotional toll on it mm-hmm. i mean because of it and then i didn't feel that at all 
I feel very calm. Like, again. <laughs> again. <laughs> I just Can we just say? <laughs> Your attitude is neither negative or positive. It just is. <laughs> You just exist, Christina. I just exist, yeah. I mean, what else can we do <laughs> besides exist? No. No, but, I mean, to be honest, yeah, after a mm. while, it does kind of take that emotional kind of thing of we're humans, we have to socially interact, we have That's to be around true. people, you know? And and I think that it wasn't much new to me because I... Not that I excluded myself, but I didn't really hang out a lot. Mm -hmm. And I would go out, you know, friends would be like, hey, let's go out. And I'd be like, okay, let's go. So I think that's what most affected me. Like, I was like, oh, I really need to go out. Like, I really want to go out for a drink. Mm -hmm. Knowing that I could have a drink in my own home. But I was like, that's not the same. It's not yeah, the same. You got to go out and, you know, again, be with sweaty people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jumping up. <laughs> Fist pumping. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, that's. Like, it, at first, it was like, yeah, it's, it'll be fine. And then a lot of people were saying the same thing. Like, oh, it's not going to last that long. Mm -hmm. Like, we'll be here for a while. You know, maybe, yeah, like a couple weeks. And where are we? Year? Uh, one year? Two maybe weeks? Three, two weeks, <laughs> yeah. Two, three weeks. Maybe a year and a month because it's the 10th and it started the 19th. Well, you started earlier. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you started like 10 days yeah. before. Yeah. We were like, what? <laughs> it all went so. from north to south. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, what did you do in the beginning of it, even though you weren't out well, and about? Well, um, in San Francisco, they, they, they made it like, a, like the big companies mm -hmm. up there. They closed everything down on the 9th. They said, no, no, not at all. And then where I was working at, they were just kind of like, no, no, like, we're still fine. We're still fine. We're still going to work. But then they set that um, stay at home order mm -hmm. on the 14th, I think. And then they, they closed school down. They just closed oh, everything down. Oh, I know. As soon as they, yeah. they closed school down, it was oh, a little was bit like, more like, like, oh, whoa. damn, yeah. And then, <laughs> like Las Tiendas. Ah. Yeah. And then they started making uh, flying really uh, hard. They, oh, were, yeah. they were like, no, nobody's leaving. Nobody's mm -hmm. leaving. Nobody's coming in. And I was like, what the f***? And I called my family. I was like, hey, like, how is it down there? They're like, no, it's all normal here. Mm -hmm. So then I said, all right, well, I guess I'm, I'm going to go. Down there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's like around my mom's birthday. So I was like, okay, well, you know, I was going to go anyway for a few mm -hmm. days. And then a few days turned into two weeks. And then they called me from work. And they were like, hey, we're closing everything. Oh. And I was like, what? No. Or yeah, I don't know. They're <laughs> like, cool. Yeah, like, so, what? Uh, <laughs> What's Am next? I still getting paid? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't my choice. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we were saying, too. Exactly. We're like, it's not our choice to stop working, but, like, when you know production was really low in my job mm -hmm. that's when they transferred me to you know the the stores, yeah. And so they were offering me a job, you know, or to continue oh, yeah. working, mm -hmm. but we also had that option of like taking leave and it would be unpaid. And in the middle of a pandemic, how are I you know. not gonna get paid? Toilet paper was nowhere to be seen. Yeah. <laughs> <That was> <laughs> yeah, like, honestly, you always see these in, like, the movies. Like, apocalyptic movies. Yeah. The stores are empty or, like, mm -hmm. things like that. But when you literally walk into a store and see the shelves empty, that's when I was, like, panic started to sell it. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean there's no more rice and beans? What do you mean there's no more cans? What do you mean the only thing I can eat is Spam? Nobody wants to buy Spam because it's so damn expensive. <laughs> like, you know, like, as soon as that started happening, I was like, oh, no. Like, this is real. Yeah, I was like, 
Uh, it was it was getting really scary at that time, and especially you know having a kid. Yeah. When you're by yourself, uh, you fend for yourself. Mm-hmm. You just think about yourself. And then when you have a kid, it's like you got to think about yourself and that extra limb. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, like it's 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 another carry on yeah. <laughs> to be like I had just <laughs> carry on. <laughs> I had to start wrapping him around me like the newborn (laughs) so I don't lose him. Things like that. I know. Like it it really was getting to the point where I was like, okay, I need to find toilet paper. (laughs) You know, not even to like hoard it, but it was really hard to find toilet paper. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, even like water, like they started putting the, what is it called? The the limits. Yeah, that's right. On like toilet paper. On the main thing. Yeah. Even, like, meats and chickens and stuff like that. Even, mm-hmm. you know... And eggs. We had it. Yeah, and eggs. Like, it was going crazy. We were like, what is happening? Like, it really was... And it wasn't even because we didn't have the the products, you know? It was more of people panicking yeah. and going into that panic mode and overbuying. Mm-hmm. Because I think for the first couple of weeks, maybe two weeks, that I was working at the store, mm-hmm. there was no limits. And you could see people literally, like, boarding like their cart. Oh, my gosh. And we were like, why are people freaking out so much? Like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And then it became a bigger deal when stores started running out. And then there was those long in lines. Oh, like, my God. <gasps> that's true. I got... I did get... I freaked out a little bit, but it was more because my, like, my family was freaking out. Mm. And I was more like, okay, you know what? Like, we're all pretty stocked up here. I think mm-hmm. they even crossed the border to go get stuff yeah. at Costco over there. My dad literally had to buy me a couple of things. Oh, not gonna lie. Like, my dad was like, are you okay? Do you need anything? And I was like, I need toilet paper. <laughs> I'm like, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. And he's like, okay, come over here. I'll get you some toilet paper. And then when I got there, tenía un carrito, the, the grocery ones, the yeah. black ones. So he had one of those. He had a... A big uh, garrafon of water. Yeah. He had toilet paper. He got me wipes, like, for the baby. He's wow. like, I don't know if you need them or not, but I got you wipes. And he got me, like, some other canned foods. And I was like, gee, like, thanks for looking out, yeah. Dad. You know? And, and I crossed it over, and they're like, do you have anything? And I was like, no, I just came to do some shopping over here. <laughs> and then distracted because people are like, oh, yeah, huh? Like, I've heard that people come, you know, to buy things over here because yeah. over there there's nothing. And I'm mm-hmm. like... Yeah, you know, not to, like, try to go over here and buy things and you know, leave back mm-hmm. to America, but it's necessity. It necessi- like, yeah, I, it there's necessary. no way. I'm like, plus my dad gave me these things, and he's mm-hmm. like, it's okay. <laughs> Move along. <laughs> Move along. It's fine. Was that before they closed the border down, too? Yeah. No, yeah, that was before, because I remember when they closed it down, I was like... And it really sucked for people, like, that had, you know, the visas and had to work. Like, I think it was way worse for them, because... it. There's no way. Where were they going to stay here? How are they going to go back home? You know, Or the kids going to school. E- they oh, yeah. That's true, too. Yeah. That was so... That's, like, so sad. I know. I know it. Because it, it really... How you say? Emotionally, you know, impacted people. You know, physically impacted people. Like, it, in so many different ways, it impacted... Yeah. You know... Not only, like, for people crossing, for work, for school, for medicine reasons. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of the medicine that we get, like, you know, we go to <laughs> the pharmacy yeah, over there. Like so and easy. not being able uh-huh, to get some of those things. and Or, like, even feeling like, okay, we have to stock up because 
you know, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day. And I feel like it was more of the social panic that was happening of like everybody was panicking. So then that would cause people to panic more mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. It's and a domino effect. That freaking media also yeah. not helping. Freaking <laughs> us up. No, but it was, it. I mean, up until now, it's been a lot better. Even, you know, with things opening up and things like that. But I still feel like, eh, know if i want to go out yet like let me be a little bit more safer let me yeah, get vaccinated let me, first. Yeah. <laughs> let me get protection 100 percent. yeah and let me we'll, get a bubble and then we'll see <laughs> one of those hazmat suits right like yeah those. <laughs> it's my halloween hazmat suit but i'll wear it <laughs> year round yeah <laughs> no but it's crazy times because i don't think before that it was what the flu or like H one N one. Oh yeah, like the that? swine flu too. Like but it, wasn't, it never got that crazy. Where it's like mad cow disease. Oh <laughs> yeah, I think. That's... Don't eat the cows. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, or but like it wasn't that big. <laughs> and I, yeah, exactly. And so that's why I think that's the main reason why nobody really paid attention to it at first because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you know, Ebola has happened, or like you know, the flu, the insects, the cows, everything that has always happened social media always puts it out there in either a very terrible way or like oh everything's yeah. fine no va pasar nada and then this happened and we're like ah it's fine mm-hmm. china can handle it we can handle we it can, we... <laughs> <laughs> but it, it did have that big spike of like mm-hmm. it's not you know going down people you know don't stay at home it's spreading more all of those deaths like for you know i think in my family there wasn't a covid death that I am trying to like think of like there was a family member, but I don't think. But I know that I had family members with COVID, and I mean even my great grandma, she's in her eighties, mm-hmm. and she got COVID because oh, wow. my uncle um, works at UCSD. Um, mm-hmm. I believe he's a nurse, and so he was working around that. So like he got it, and then he gave it to her because he takes care of her, and then eventually she got better. So it was a part of, I don't know maybe a week mm-hmm. where we were all worried. We were like, yeah, se va a ir mi abuelita. Like, oh my you know, gosh. and it was, it was tough because they were like, she's not getting better. Yeah. Like she, you know, she's not getting worse, but she's not getting better. She's just kind of, you know, stable in a sense. And then little by little, she started getting better. And then they finally let her go home. But then, but then at first they were like, well, we're going to go let her go home. And you know, she passes away. Then she passes away at home and she's comfortable. But then she started getting better. Oh, and so, yeah. we, you know, we got lucky. And she's, wow, you know, still living. Still, I don't think she has COVID anymore. Yeah, you know? oh, and, that's so good. But, yeah, <laughs> but, like, it, it was, it wasn't as great of an impact until it happened to you and your family. Mm-hmm. That's true. And, like, I feel for all the people. Because that week of me worrying about my great-grandma, yeah. I couldn't imagine, you know, the people that had their family members also you know for weeks on end yeah not being able to see them still like for months in the hospital Mm -hmm. and things like that yeah and and i feel like even not being able to see them because of how you know you could get it yeah you couldn't even be there with them they had to just be by themselves by themselves and it, it sucks and i did have a little bit of um experience like when my grandma was in the hospital before she passed away they wouldn't let us in like, you couldn't go see her or anything. And before, when she was in the hospital, like, I would go visit her, you know, mm-hmm. just show her that I was there, that yeah. she's not alone because she didn't like going to the hospital. And I'm like, it's fine, you know, yo te voy a visitar. Yeah. And then being they there. They didn't let you in? Yeah, they didn't let me in because, I mean, with whole COVID and everything. And 
I was like, it's fine. You know, just let her know that I'm calling her, that I'm, you know, I'm trying to be aware of like what's going on with her. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll let her know. But I couldn't see her. You never even know if they do or don't. <laughs> yeah, también eso. So I just want to keep keep my hopes up, Chola. Yeah. Please. Eh? <laughs> positive, positive. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, like I, I think she lasted there like a week and a couple of days. And then up until she had her, um, she went to cardiac arrest. And then they kind of told us that. You know, she came back, but she wasn't going to wake up. Mm-hmm. And I think that was when I had to make the tough decision. But they were let, they, they let us see her. Like, they let us say goodbye. Mm-hmm. And so I feel super lucky yeah, because that's... there's so many people out there that did, didn't get a chance to say goodbye. You know, my grandma was in a COVID case, so that's the only reason why they let us in. Mm-hmm. But they did tell us, like... You're going to be, you know, in the ICU where there's COVID patients. And it's up to you if you want to be in that, you know, setting. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I'll get COVID just to say hi to my grandma. Because, again, other people don't have that chance. And I wasn't about to throw it away. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, it's it's hard to put myself in, the, you know, their shoes of not being able to see a family member for a long time. And then they pass away and they still can't, see, they can't them. see them. It's like, like I, I don't know what would have happened to me if I couldn't have said bye to my grandma. Yeah. Because even, even saying bye, that like closure, it still didn't really happen. But at least I got to see her. At least I got to say bye. At least I got to tell her that I love her and that I'll miss her and that, you know, I'll do everything I can to yeah. continue. Because I know she wanted me to continue my life. And she's like, keep studying, have a family all these things and I'm like I hope I can fulfill those I can fulfill the school I can definitely do that one but you know it's just it it, it sucks because you don't like I said like you don't see the impact until you're living it or until you experience something like that I think we take a a lot for granted as well Mm -hmm. just not appreciating the fact that we still have you know our families around or Mm -hmm. a family member around um, I remember during Christmas time, my mom was, was getting very upset about, you know, some, like, minor things. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, very upset. And then I told her mom, like, come on, it's Christmas. We're all together. Like, mm-hmm. that should matter way more than anything else right now. You know, like, little things like the house being a mess or, like, yeah. you know, um, a certain attitude or I don't know, anything like that. And it's like, we're all together right now during Christmas in a pandemic, you know, like Mm -hmm. we haven't gotten sick, you know, thankfully. And we just got to look at it a different way. Like, how are we going to be bitter like that? You know, we can't. We just can't be bitter when we have the best thing that we can have, which is like, you know, health. Health. Yeah. Yeah, Health Health and your family. And and a shelter. Yeah, exactly. Because even out there, you know, a lot of people don't have any safe place to go or any place to call home yeah like all those like who even knows what's been happening Mm -hmm. with all that community you know without home so it's like we gotta be we gotta stay like i know it's so easy to say stay positive Mm -hmm. and then maybe it's not so much like being positive like hey it's a happy day guys Mm -hmm. you know it's not so much that it's just being like strong-minded and just being like Mm -hmm. okay you know what like being grateful Mm -hmm. being grateful with what you have yeah it's hard to put yourself in like, oh, you know, to be grateful because I'm missing this or I don't have this. And it's like you're focused so much on what you don't have or what you need 
And most of the times it's like materialistic, like yeah. people feeling like, oh my God, well, I don't have, you know, an, a Mac computer or I don't have an iPad or I don't have the iPhone 11 and things like that. Because I've heard my brothers, you know, all the time like, oh, you have an iPhone 11? Like, well, I still have the iPhone 5. <laughs> right. And I'm like, well, that's your choice. Then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, like it's it's hard to stay in that positive mindset when mm-hmm. all you're thinking about is the things that you don't have or comparing yourself to other people like oh they have this though and I don't have it and when we got into that pandemic situation mm-hmm. a lot of people started being more grateful you know but I think uh, the biggest challenge has been Jordan <laughs> oh, yeah. the biggest challenge I've had is convincing this kid that we're in a pandemic you can't, see your friends. <laughs> you can't go outside oh, all the time because uh-huh like he will go to the park and he wants to be on the playground with like all the kids and mm-hmm. I'm like like okay it's not a good idea it's not a bad idea but I'm like I'd rather just stay over here yeah and like he always you know like I want to go to the park and or like I can I go to my friend's house like he, he does that with school because mm-hmm. I guess now he made friends on zoom <laughs> and then I think there was one time where they were um in the little like the little rooms or whatever the extra mm-hmm. and she was he was talking with another girl um and he like they were having a conversation not necessarily like adult wise but they were just talking mm-hmm. and i was like are they supposed to be like talking like in general or like isn't it school time yeah. so i went over <laughs> and i was like what are you doing and he's like i'm talking to my friend and i'm like oh okay and then he was like can i go to her her house later to play and i'm like oh no i'm like you can't go and he's like why and i'm like oh because we're in a pandemic okay. <laughs> and they're like what? <laughs> He knows that word now. No, no, but I was like, yeah, I'm like, we can't, you know, go. I'm like, remember when we go to the stores, you got to cover your face. Oh, my God. And it's really hard, you know, as a kid, especially like he doesn't understand. He's not going to I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, you're going to get sick. Don't touch your face. Like, I don't want to make it a big deal either. Because you'll freak him out. Yeah, he'll he'll definitely freak out. (laughs) And so little by little, like, I'm like, you have to wear your mask and you cannot be, you know, you have to stay over here. Not be close to people. Like, don't touch people either other people or like other things Mm -hmm. and it's not much of like oh my god you're gonna get corona for them no because other people could also be the same like they don't want you to touch them they don't want you to touch their space or be in their space so it it also helps him be aware you know of like the situation and his surroundings of like oh there's a person that you know is probably gonna make a big deal if you are in their space Mm -hmm. especially during this time and so he's a kid but he got to learn. Yeah. <laughs> he knows how to do all these things on the switch. Yeah. He can learn how to stay yeah. six feet away. You'd be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what kind of like, you know, like men, I don't know. I just wonder what they're going to think when they're older, you know, mm-hmm. about that, about like the pandemic or how growing up differently, you know, growing up in a like virtual world, basically oh, yeah. in their classrooms and stuff like, is that really going to affect them? I really wonder because it's a it's been a year, you know. Yeah, and they're no. barely going back to school, right? Mm-hmm. I I don't think, I mean, I haven't gotten any news from Jordan's school. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I don't know anything. I know that they've been throwing uh, surveys out there for mm-hmm. like parents, and they're like, oh, you know, would you like your kid to go to hybrid or distance learning? Mm-hmm. And I think in my case, I just put distance learning because there's only like three months left of school at this point. So it's like, why throw him in there? And I'd rather prepare him for like next year. Mm -hmm. And then even schools now, like, yes, I know you guys want to open and 
you know, there's parents that want to send their kids to school. Yes, it's understandable. Mm-hmm. My son even says the same thing. Like, he knows what school is and he remembers going to school even though he was in preschool before oh, all of this. right. But he remembers that and then he tells me, like, oh, like, I like school. Like, I like to go to school, but I don't like the iPad. He's mm. like, I don't pay attention. <laughs> and I was like, ah, come on, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's the thing. Like, is is it even, like I think it's working for some kids. Maybe like the introverted, you know, quiet kids. But it's not working for like the kids that need interactive learning. Mm-hmm. They just need to be, you know, around and have all this energy. Yeah. And it's normal for kids because as kids, you know, we grew up with just all playing outside. Yeah, like <laughs> playing in the mud, eating mud, and doing all those <laughs> things. You know, like honestly, like I really want him to have that childhood where. He gets to play with kids and be outside, you know, and exploring. But mm-hmm. with what's going on, you know, that's just not possible right now. And sadly, who knows when it will be possible. I I, maybe it is, you know, next year. Maybe next year he's going to start first grade. So it'll be a good, you know, transition, yeah. I think. I hope. <laughs> I hope. I, yeah, because I think everything... Uh, well, more, like, more things are going to open up, right? So, mm-hmm. like, by the summer... Yeah, so I haven't really heard anything about his school yet, but I did do the survey and I was like, uh, might as well just keep him here de una vez, and um, <laughs> and I think even for me too, like school, I remember that I was taking uh, my sign language class and I was taking yoga class that semester before the quarantine happened. Mm-hmm. And so I was all excited. I was like, oh, yeah, my yoga. I'm learning how to stretch. And it felt really good. Like, I had been wanting to do yoga for the longest, and I just didn't get it. And then finally, I was like, okay, I'm going to get it. And then the pandemic started. <laughs> and I was like, like oh, so no. doing yoga online was weird. And it wasn't even like, oh, we had to, like, get in the Zoom and be like, oh, you know, we're going to stretch or mm-hmm. do yoga poses. It was more of like, here's a YouTube, follow the YouTube, and then reflect on it so it wasn't that actual experience of yoga that i wanted but it did help me out you know especially in that stressful time like it it honestly did really help you know you know doing those breathing exercises and just kind of meditating and you know learning to just kind of put yourself in that now moment Mm -hmm. you know be present because i was overthinking about the future (laughs) where am i gonna get toilet paper (laughs) (laughs) you know little things like that that really did stress us out as adults because the kids didn't really understand Mm -hmm. you know and so which makes it a little more frustrating mm -hmm, (laughs) like yeah they're like i don't get it myself (laughs) i'm gonna explain it to you (laughs) i was like grabbing the little monitos (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) batman has to wear a mask before (laughs) you get stay six feet away from superman (laughs) (laughs) things like that but Mm -hmm. i think that it's also gotten i mean in my (laughs) like in my opinion because i feel like other parents maybe they have more and more kids it's like Mm -hmm. a house full of kids and you're like oh my god i'm gonna go crazy yeah (laughs) go to school but i only have that one yeah (laughs) so that's true it's more manageable yeah and and i've enjoyed having him around i guess you know because Mm -hmm. it's like yes He's doing school and I'm sleeping, but he'll like burst in the room and just be like, hi, mom. And I'm like, hi. And he's like, I love you. And I'm like, I love you too. Aww. And then he leaves. <laughs> and I'm like, you fucking love me. Just kidding. <laughs> like, like that family guy episode? Yeah. yeah. Mommy, mama, mama. Mom. Hi. And I'm like, hi. <laughs> yeah. Seba. And so I've been able to spend more time with him in that sense. 
instead of him, you know, leaving mm-hmm. and then coming back and all. But, but yeah, like, it, it, it has been hard to kind of explain it to him, to kind of keep him away from people. And he's very friendly, too. Like, he's always, like, saying hi to people. And now I try to keep him interactive with, like, the Switch. So we'll go to the oh, store. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> You're like, here. Yeah, I'm like, sit inside the basket and get the Switch and get, play. Get distracted. <laughs> yeah. And then that way he's not either running in the store or, like, touching everything. <laughs> and he still does his own shopping, though. Oh. He still, like, goes around and he's like, what's that? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I can't see it. And he goes, let's go. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> a little chauffeur and the little shopping cart. Yeah. Okay. Which way you want to turn? Left? Okay. <laughs> and he, you he know. his own like, list. It's like his own grocery <laughs> list already. Yeah. Like. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, the Dollar Tree uh the shopping carts are small mm-hmm. so he'll grab his own shopping oh, his cart own. and he'll start putting things inside and i'm oh. like where's the money and he's like you have it are these essentials <laughs> essential shopping <laughs> please let's keep it to that yeah. <laughs> no but yeah i i think it's a balance of like good stuff and like bad stuff and hopefully soon enough at least you know starting first grade he can be thrown into school and yeah you know have that experience with his friends because he's he likes to be around kids i mean who what kid doesn't want to be around kids mm-hmm. you know but he gets excited like i'm like oh we're gonna go with your friends and he's like oh my friends and i'm Aww. like yeah I'm like, we're gonna go you know to their house or like play days or I something wish like I had that. that excitement <laughs> <laughs> Excuse be, me, to, ma'am. To be around people like that. <laughs> friends. <You know? laughs> I wish I had that excitement in friends. <laughs> That's what you sounded like, Christina. Like, what am I? What am I here? <laughs> I mean, around people in general. Yeah. <laughs> we've been... What is it? We've, we've gone through too much to, yeah. to feel that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, don't trust no one. Over. There are people who, like, who, you know, like, well... People as persons. humans, yeah, <laughs> as humans, you know, we like social interaction, but, mm-hmm. like, there are some who, who, I have, like, some friends that got really, really, like, upset and down because they couldn't go out and be around people, and I was over here, like, dude, I'm chilling, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, damn, this is the most solid excuse. I caught up with all know. my Netflix shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um, jumped onto HBO, Amazon Prime. Yeah. <laughs> I put together a puzzle. Yeah. I put together this podcast. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I just felt like there's so much to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, but that's like personal, you know? You have so much to do. Mm-hmm. Or like ideas and you want to just do stuff on your own. And um, yeah, I guess time's running out and I won't, have, I, don't, I won't have that excuse anymore. Right. I won't be like, oh wait, the pen. No? <laughs> no? Yeah, no? And I know. I know it, it. It is kind of scary though to know how the world can be different because it's definitely going to be different with again all this. Some people are getting vaccinated, some people aren't. You know, there's still yeah. that question of you don't know who's you know. I don't want to say who's safe or clean. You know, it's not that people are dirty, but it's just that. It, I mean, for me, in my head, it's more of like, I don't want to get close to people anymore. No matter if there's no more pandemic. No matter yeah. if I'm vaccinated and you're vaccinated. It's still like, get away from me. Yeah, like, it's still like, I don't want to be close to people. And I've never been one, you know, to want to be in a 
room with crowded people other than concerts like yeah, i said that's true yeah me too <laughs> only concerts and i think after the pandemic's over like i'm definitely going to coachella i'm definitely going to, <laughs> I'm going to all those <laughs> music festivals yeah. that i can find really though those are like the only places that i can tolerate <laughs> like i think i'm long like long periods of time around people like that no exactly it's it's just like a give and take and you're willing to give your health to take in the music <laughs> I did it for the music. <laughs> Rock and roll. Yeah. Rock and roll never dies. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but yeah, like I, I really do miss going to concerts. Like I think it's one of the biggest, like I don't care about going to the bars really, you know, because you go to the bar, you get drunk, you dance to some music. There's a bunch of strangers that are dancing to the same music as you. So it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. But it's not the same as a concert. No. Like a concert is like... a thousand trillion times more of a better experience and i'm like i miss it and now they're making those concerts with the cars like a i drive, saw that like a drive yeah yeah through, like a drive in drive through drive by the drive like oh there's catch the elephant bye, bye. <laughs> keeps playing music on the radio yeah. like, that's all you can do yes. <laughs> what's the station yeah. <laughs> No, but even I think there was once a, a virtual uh, concert for Cage the Elephant de hecho. But I think it was another, I think they were just being a part of another bigger kind of thing. And yeah. I wanted to get tickets. I think the tickets were only like $20. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. But I was like, oh, it's virtual. It's not the same. It's like listening. I'll just put YouTube and I'm like, yeah. Cage the Elephant <laughs> and paying true. $20 just, to yeah. virtually listen to music. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, no, nah, I'll did. save these 20 for yeah, when they for, come for back. They, yeah, for the actual concert. I saw a bunch of those. I saw a bunch of those, like, live, like, mm-hmm. what is it, live shows? or mm-hmm. And I just, I've, I haven't seen any of them. Mm. And it sucks. I don't know. I like watching concerts, like, even on, on, on YouTube or whatever, you know, videos. But I just didn't want to do that. I don't know mm-hmm. why. It's a different experience. It didn't feel right. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> it like, it's feel. a different experience, and it's not the one that you want. Like, it's... You want to be out there trying to... Yeah. You know, grind on the person in front of you because <laughs> the people behind you are pushing you. <laughs> it's not... I'm sorry. It's yeah, not intentional. <laughs> it's just everybody was all crowded. That's what I'm telling you. Like, nowadays, it's going to be different because before, we'd be all crowded. We'd you know, hitting each other. No, and things like that. You know what? Maybe because that's where we can, like, let go of everything. <laughs> <laughs> let go. Yeah, just, like, <laughs> let go of just all the Yeah, because we shit. weren't thinking about that. We weren't thinking about, oh, my God, there's a person next to me sticking to me. No, it's, like, the music. Yeah. Dude, it's live. And, and you're feeling it and you're experiencing yeah. it. It's, like, right in your face. It's it's so much better than virtual shows or, or anything else. Yeah. And, like I said, they're doing car shows now or something like that and i'm like no i want to be in the front lines not right yeah trying to not get mosh pit those <laughs> <laughs> things are so fucking crazy no oh, but no. i'm definitely going to coachella next year i don't care who's lining <laughs> the headliner i You're do not going. care i'm going just to go because i need it <laughs> I'm here for the experience. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just here to throw myself and have a good time yeah. on the floor. If it so happens that a good band is playing, I'll probably go and throw myself in that mm-hmm. in that area. <laughs> but other than that, I'm just here to experience it all. Mm-hmm. Here to live. I know. 
home, to be honest. I think I'm really excited that I got uh, tickets to Bill Burr in oh, December. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. I got, I got one for October. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I think he's going to be in uh, Valley Center or something like that. It's like a couple, like maybe an hour away or maybe less. Because it was that one or it was... Uh, is it Laguna Beach? Long Beach. Long Beach. I'm like, mm-hmm. Laguna Beach. That's I'm like, that's a, yeah, sound, that's that sounds like yeah. a TV series. Right? <laughs> I think it is. 90210. Laguna Hills? Yeah, something like that. That's how I was like. Laguna Beach. Yes. Long Beach. Yeah. Long Beach, yeah. So there's one in Long Beach, but that's farther than, I guess, the Valley Center or something like that. Yeah. And so I got for the, I got two tickets and I'm planning on taking my brother but that depends on how he rubs me off for the rest of the year <laughs> i told him i was like i have sh- uh tickets for the show and he's like oh my god you're so excited i'm like but but sir you need you need to pay me <laughs> for that ticket go. first of all yeah. second of all you need to be on my good side mm-hmm. <laughs> just because, happening. Yeah. yeah i mean because i always told him i'm like i i want to go to a bilber you know just just go to a show just <laughs> laugh <laughs> Just laugh, let go, go yeah. just, just let go, be in the moment. Relax. <laughs> just chill. Be like Chola. Just chill. <laughs> just chill. Just chill a little bit, you know? It won't it won't do any harm. <laughs> you, harm is the stress that you put yourself when you're not supposed to put stress. Well, it's because that's the thing, you know? Like, that's like stressing about something. And mm. then later, it's not even like important. It's insignificant. Yeah, it's yeah. insignificant. It's I mean, not important. Being an overthinker, you know, <laughs> happens to me a lot. Like sometimes I'll yeah. stay up at night and just think about all these different things, either that I have to do or that I should be doing instead of sleeping. When in reality, you're not supposed to be thinking, "Oh, I should be doing this instead of sleeping." When you're supposed mm-hmm. to be, you know, relaxing, sleeping, taking that energy, recharging. Yeah, and something that I really need to do. But my anxiety and my little voice in my head is like, you should be cleaning. You should yeah. be doing this. You get up and do this. And, you know, so all of that kind of is in my head and I'm overthinking and this and that. And then I finally fall asleep and I only get like three hours of sleep. And then I wake up and then I'm like, why did I stay up thinking about this instead of sleeping? Like yeah, you know. in the moment I'm over stressing and overthinking and, and just dying literally. <laughs> and then... I fall asleep, I wake up, and I'm like, oh, why didn't I get more sleep? Oh, well, yeah, I fell asleep at, like, freaking 6, 7 in the morning because I couldn't fall asleep. Yeah, because you were thinking about, you know, the possible future, but But, it's not real. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean... Everything we worry about or stress about or, like, get anxious about, you know, it's, like, it's, it's all what could be or what could happen, but nothing is really happening at that moment. You know, mm-hmm. in the moment, um, like right now, for example, you think about what real like problems you have, like in the moment, and you really don't have problems in the moment, you know, like mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. It's usually, you know, you think about, oh, next month's rent, you know, or like next month, what am I going to do? Or like mm-hmm. two weeks from now, three weeks from now, whatever. But that's all in the future. Yeah. You don't even know if you're going to get there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're stressing over when you're gonna finish your school like for me when i'm gonna finish my school and then who knows if i'm gonna wake up tomorrow <laughs> so exactly you know as morbid, so as, negative. It, as morbid as it sounds yeah. though like that's why i guess it, it would help people to actually really put themselves in the present yeah you know of 
okay, yes, it's okay to plan ahead for the future. It's okay yeah. to want to plan the next day because sometimes I do that. I'm like, okay, I have to do this and I have to wake up and I have to do this. And I'm like, okay, when I take it day by day, it's sometimes a little bit easier. But when you start putting yourself up like, what am I doing with my life? Oh, my God. Like this and that. I shouldn't be doing this. Why didn't I do this? Oh, my God. What is happening here? You know, like that's what happens in my head. Mm -hmm. What I should be doing, what I haven't done, what I want to do, what I can't do because I can't do that anymore. Things like that, you know. And it, it sucks because it's a big part of my anxiety. Like, mm -hmm. And I feel like how I grew up is also kind of like a trigger because I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm so uh, possessive over, like, small little things of, like, keeping a memory because when I was little, like, I couldn't really keep anything. Like, being in foster, like, being, you know, in one house to another house, those things weren't really mine, mm -hmm. you know? And when I left foster, like, I didn't, I mean, I took my clothes, but everything else was just, they stayed there. Even my books, you know, my stereo and things like that, mm -hmm. like, they just stayed there. And now I'm like, oh my god, I have this, and I don't want to throw it away because it helps it's like me. It's meaningful to you, but is it really? But is it? Yeah, is it really? Like, I've been trying to, you know, uh, let go of things or what was I say? Um, oh my god, what's the word? I keep forgetting words. I feel so dumb. What sometimes. like decluttering? Yeah, decluttering. Like I've been trying to declutter, as you can see. <laughs> as you can see. Um, but a lot of these things are like. For example, I have a lot of craft things that I've always, like, I'm a very crafty person. Mm -hmm. But then there's other things that I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember I got this in, like, high school. Like, my best friend gave this to me. And I'm like, do I really need it? I don't, but I'll keep it because it's that memory. Like, I'm holding on to that memory. And, I mean, I'm doing my own therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> I sit down in front of the mirror and I'm like, how are you feeling today? <laughs> uh, you know, it's just, it's it's little things that I come to realize, like, there's no significance to it. No. You give it a significance. Mm -hmm. But in reality, you know, you don't need it. Just get rid of it. I'm trying my best to get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that's the thing, though. Like, you're trying. Like, you're already, like, a step ahead, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you're not... I've accepted. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Now I'm trying. <laughs> now you're trying. <laughs> but that counts. And that's, that's the whole point, isn't it? Like, trying to get better every single day. Trying to get better... As you get older, you know, like, mm -hmm. at least you're not stuck in one place. Or in the were, same you know? mindset. Yeah, in the same mindset, like, ten years ago, you know, or five years oh, ago. yeah. Like, you're not there anymore. You're, you're, you're trying and I'm you're... I'm not Laura going to the sexta anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not <laughs> right? <laughs> Just wait until they finish it will never be the same. <laughs> when, know, we, but... when we were young, a lot of other things were very insignificant. <laughs> Like brain cells. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I do get what you're saying. And yeah, a lot a part, big part of me, you know, I, I've talked about a transition that I went through when I lost my grandma. It just, I mean, I was depressed, but I also thought about my life. Like, where do I want to go? What do I want to do? Now I have this extra, you know, time mm -hmm. and I can actually focus on myself and my son. Nothing else is really a burden anymore. You know, not to call my grandma a burden, but like if you felt, you know, I had to help her, take care of her. I couldn't leave her. Nobody else was helping her. So it was like, if I don't do it, who is? Yeah. And so I kind of, you know, stuck myself in that situation. But like I told you, like it was more of a positive of like, well, at least I'm spending, sorry, at least I'm spending time with her. And at least, you know, I, I feel like I'm doing good 
helping people or like yeah. you know helping somebody and then that's another thing though like you know it was a responsibility nonetheless <laughs> and it's still heavy stuff you know mm-hmm. it's still like ta- still takes up time mm-hmm. and um yeah even if you are spending time with her you know it's still like a huge responsibility that shouldn't be on your hands mm-hmm. you know yeah it, it yeah like when she passed away the transition i mean it was a good transition like i still am you know sad and i feel like i'm still kind of guilt tripping myself of like i could have done more for her i could have helped her out more or like i could have made her more happy and things like that Mm -hmm. and like i was planning to take her to wrestlemania because she always wanted to go to wrestlemania Mm. and so little things like that that i'm like that they still sting because when the pandemic was over i was gonna take her yeah you know when things opened up and i was gonna take her to sinaloa to see her family as well and you know we we made those plans and then you know sadly and out of the blue you know she passes away because she did have a lot going on with her but she was still in a good health condition like Mm -hmm. i would take her to the doctor and they would be like everything yeah like everything's fine you know monitoring monitoring her but after that happened i had that extra time i was like okay really don't make another excuse of like, oh, I have to help my brothers or like, oh, I have to help my mom or like, oh, I have to help this person, that person. And maybe a, this podcast is like, I want to help. I like want to continue helping, but mm-hmm. this is a different, a different way. way. Yeah, a different way of helping and a different way of reaching out because it's not me having to physically be there needing to do things for you. It's more of like, okay, at least I'll be like, you know, a little... Uh, advice kind of thing or you know learn from my experience or things like that other than okay i have to go my brother like do this for my brother and that takes up my time Mm -hmm. instead of the other way around of like oh i have this time to like give and it starts feeling like a burden and Mm -hmm. i'm like i want to help but then i'm like like why did i say i wanted to help you know (laughs) why (laughs) and then everybody around you you know besides your baby like they're adults like mm-hmm. full adults yeah you know like you can't tear yourself apart for anybody else yeah really besides you know i don't even know what to do with my life sometimes or i don't even know what i'm doing in life sometimes and then these kids come to me or adults <laughs> these whole kid adults <laughs> See, adult kids a, or whatever it's like hey and you figured it out you know like yeah so you know they'll figure it out and it sucks because you know you do want them to have like a better path or like not struggle as much as you did or something like that but it's their life Mm -hmm. and they're fully capable of like changing whatever situation they're in you know and even if you think they're not maybe they're not ready maybe they're this that whatever they will get to that point mm-hmm. and if they don't then that's that's not my fault yeah exactly that's a life they chose and that's what sucks because with foster (laughs) I had to kind of grow up at a young age and then kind of take care of them. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I still reach out of like, well, I have to help them. If I don't yeah. help them, no one will. And then I know how that feels. And then that's when I start pushing more of, you know, do the right thing, do this. Uh, kind of like the mom figure of like, you have to do this, you have to do that. And then once they don't do it, I'm like, oh, well, what did I tell you? You had to do this, you had to do that. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, you know what? <laughs> It's all yeah, out of my yes, hands. Yes, yes, yeah. It's your life, your choice, your, your consequences. consequences. <laughs> no, but but it's it's it. 
I really have gotten out of that. Like, little by little. I mean, it's been, what, it's March, April? Two months, technically, of me kind of working on myself. And at least I can say no now. Like, I can be like, nope, I'm sorry. I'm busy. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm sleeping. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I think last night, my, uh, I have a cousin. I haven't seen him in years, 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 years. And he lives in TJ. And then he asked me, he was like, hey, can you pick me up? I'm like, it was 11 p.m. I was already sleeping. Mm-hmm. Can you pick me up? I'm going late to work. And then um, he works over here in downtown. Mm. And then I said, I said, well, where are you? And then he was like, oh, I'm over here. And I actually thought about it. I was like, yeah, you know, maybe I should help him out. I haven't seen him in so long, right? Yeah. And then I um, sent a message to my brother. I was like, hey, can you, can you pick him up? Because he lives closer. Mm-hmm. And I live, like, far away. And then mm-hmm. he said, no, like, um, I can't tonight. And then I said, well, hey, man, like, you know, sorry, I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm too far away. Like, by the time <laughs> I get to you, you're going to be even more late, you know? Yeah. And you really got to say no. Like, and it sucks, you know, like, I don't know what his situation is, but it's not my responsibility to mm-hmm. get him to work. We're the same age. It's like, dude, I'm sorry. You know, like, yeah. maybe I would if, if, you know, you would have called me earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, if it would have just been earlier, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, and if I, I wasn't sleeping already, you know, Yeah. but like, no, you just gotta say no sometimes. And I don't feel like bad about it, you know? Cause it's like, like I said, it's not my <laughs> job to get you to work early. Yeah. And, um, you know, yeah. But in the future, like I'm willing to help, but not to literally put like, like your stuff aside yeah, to be able to, yeah, to just yeah. go through like, cause I don't know, like it was at night. Like I was mm-hmm. I'm not usually out at night like mm-hmm. that, you know, like. Yeah. So I don't know. It's like putting yourself first in that occasion. Like, even if it's not anything, you know, a big deal of like, oh, just pick me up and take me to work. Like, for you, it was like, well, I'm already sleeping. Yeah. Like, by the time I drive <laughs> like, to you and I take you and then I'm going to lose my sleep. It was it was and then, lo- several factors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't even so much because, like, I did wake up and I was kind of like, the whole point was like, dude, I'm... I'm like, even more far away than yeah, you are right? to work. Like, yeah. it's not going to help. By the time you know? that you walk, by the time I get there, you could have walked to work. Yeah. <laughs> you could have already gotten there. It's Uber. I'm, gonna be like, I'm not an Uber. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My Uber light is turned off. <laughs> and, and it's just like, I would do it any other time, you know? But just that time, I had to say no. And there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot that goes on around that where they say like, oh, well, you know, what if something bad happens to them? And it's like, then it's going to be your fault. And it's like, no, it's not going to be my fault. Mm-hmm. And you can't feel guilty for those things. You know, you have to be really like, like, uh, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, hard <laughs> it's hard. You're, it is hard, but it's, but it's like, you just can't be feeling guilty for, you know, other people's like choices. Yeah. It's because it's it's that's what it comes down to. And I've seen that in my brothers too. Because no matter how many times I tell them or my mom tells them or anybody else tells them, like, they're always going to make the choices that they make. I mean, even with my younger brother, like, always struggling with, like, money-wise. Like, yeah, he doesn't have a job, but, you know, he gets help from, you know, the government from being foster. But then sometimes all he has to pay is, like, a certain, um, you know, amount of rent Mm -hmm. and then his internet because all he does is online gaming and school. And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, can I borrow, like, money so I can, like, buy food? And I'm like, well, why do you, you know? And he's like, well, I paid my bills. And I'm like, sir, you don't know what paying bills is until you have, like, more than two bills. I'm like, there's no way. And he'd just be like, well, it's because, yeah, like, you know, I know that he spends his money on stupid Mm -hmm. 
But then I would be like, oh, okay, fine. And then I'd, you know, lend them borrow money. And then they'd pay me back. But I feel like every time that I say yes, like I, how do you say it? I open up that door of like, treat me however the fuck you want. <laughs> you know, I'm That's always going to say yes. Or I'm always going to be there. Mm-hmm. Which in any other case, you know, <clears throat> he's got in a car accident or needs to help, you know, anything other than, can you take me to the store to buy food? Mm-hmm. You know, it could be something real emergency-wise. Of course, I'm going to be there. But these little tiny things where I'm like, oh, can you pick me up so I can go to your house? My brother that lives like a couple blocks away, I'm mm-hmm. like, no, like walk it. And he's like, well, it's going to take me like 20 minutes. And I'm like, well, I'll wait for you here. And um, <laughs> yeah. what do you want me to do? Yeah. Like, Nomás porque tengo carro. Mm-hmm. You want me to go pick you up? And then I'm like, are oh, you going to give me for gas? And he's like... Well, it's, it's only a couple, and I'm like, well, you don't want to walk, so are you going to give me for gas? And Miguel is the same way. He lives in El Cajon, so he's like, can you come and pick me up? And I'm like, I thought you had a bus pass. And he's like, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, you know what? what? You <laughs> right? I'm like, look, I was riding the freaking bus when I was like seven, <laughs> okay? And I had to learn that. <laughs> when we were kids, we would have to go on the bus, on the trolley, to work, to school. And these kids nowadays, they're like, well, I don't know. So I told him, you know what? I'm like, you open Apple uh, Maps, <laughs> and then you <laughs> yeah. put on there, and then That's guess the what? There's a bus sign. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, there's a bus sign, and it tells you what bus to get to get down to my house. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll try that. Doesn't come to visit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> no. his sister didn't come pick him up. Oh. You know? Yeah. It's like, he could have chosen to come down on the bus. He always tells me, like, we don't hang out that much. And I'm like, well, because I'm not going about to drive all the way to El Cajon, pick you up, make you spend some time with me, then have to drive you back and drop you off, and then yeah. come back over here, or oh, I'll pay you gas. No, just come on the bus. Mm-hmm. Learn. Be independent. Do something for yourself. I don't know. Mis hijos no son así. No? Yeah. Like, I have, like, well, I've had five kids. You know, my grandma passed away, so now I have four kids now. But, what about Chewy? Damn Chewy. <laughs> God damn Chewy. <laughs> Chewy's little rat. <laughs> You're I a know. dog rat. Chewy's like a point five. <laughs> not that bad. I can just play with him a little bit and he'll get tired. <laughs> No, but yeah, like it's 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 hard to say no to these kids because I feel guilty. But then after they start taking advantage, I was like, oh, heck's no. no. I'm like, no, that at this point, like you say, they're adults. They know what they're doing. They know their choices. Miguel tells me he has a bus pass now. So then use your bus pass and get your ass down here. Mm-hmm. Abraham's like, I can walk it. I can do this. Then go ahead and walk it. Yeah. You need exercise, boy. <laughs> like, you know, like do something. Like they're just expecting me to like, well, well can you pick me up? And I'm like, uh, no. And they're like, oh, I see how it is. And I was like, oh, it is yeah, what it is. <laughs> it's a... It's bad. It's like, you don't feeling like you have to save them, mm. and and feeling guilty if you don't, and then feeling, what is it like? Yeah, just guilty if you don't help them. And it's like, but it's not up to you. It's like, it's up to them. You know, and you mm-hmm. and you really can't like control people's lives. You know, you can't guide people who don't want help. Yeah, you, know? you can only do so much, but you can't hold their hand forever. No, gotta let go. Mm. Let go. 
I'm ready to let go. <laughs> Cage elephant. And then, <laughs> and then a lot of people feel bad when they put themselves first. You know, they go like, oh, you're just being selfish. And it's like, absolutely mm, not. You're mm-hmm. not being selfish. I know. I've, I've heard that a couple of times this year. I, again. No. With what, my grandma saying, like, I had to start thinking about myself because, I mean, I was going through a really bad depression. I was not eating I was either sleeping all day or rarely sleeping, just kind of laying there, not even really on my phone, just just laying there thinking about like, well, when am I going to (laughs) die? Like, this is all pointless. We're all going to die anyways. Like, you know, very, very negative. I mean, I'm already a negative person, but I was like double, you know, the negative. And I knew that it wasn't good for me and I knew it wasn't good for my son. And the first thing that I thought about was him. I was like, he comes to the house and I'm all in this, you know, dark room, <laughs> curled up into a ball. And I remember, like, there was one time where he was like, are you going to still sleep? And Aww. I was like, yeah, I'm like, mommy's tired. And he's like, are you going to sleep all day? And I was like, uh, I was like, mommy's tired. Aww. And he doesn't understand, you know, so I can't be like, mommy's grieving. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, mommy's tired. And he's like, okay. And then he would like give me a hug and then he'd like go watch TV. And then five minutes later, he'd be back and he'd be like, mom, are you going to be like uh, laying down? Or he'd be like, I want to lay down with you. And I'd be like, oh my God, why you that? Like, you know, I wanted to break down because how am I going to explain to a little five-year-old that I'm going through an existential crisis, you know? And then he's going to go through an existential crisis and that's not good so I was like no you need to pick yourself up like if it's not for you do it for him mm-hmm. like you just need to have a little bit more energy you don't mm-hmm. have to be like oh my god everything's fine everything's positive everything you know rainbows cupcakes everything all the time it was more of like just get up and push yourself and I did that you know, it was little by little and then I would go back down again how am I gonna get out of this without digging myself deeper because sometimes I would climb out of the hole and then, like, dive back in. <laughs> like, and yeah. it was because I was making myself feel bad because of the guilt trip of, like, I could have done more. And then it was like, no, it's okay. Like, you did what you could. You were the only one that was helping her. And nobody else was. And then it would go on to, like, oh, but, you know, now she's gone. And all those things that you guys had planned, like, they're not going to happen. Right. And, you know, so it was kind of like a roller coaster up and down, good, bad and for the most part now, I just kind of remember the good times. Yeah. You know, just stay positive, knowing that she's still around taking care of me. I'm going to, you know, fulfill her last wishes. And I'm still going to take her, you know, with me to WrestleMania, you know, and, and taking her to Sinaloa for the, the first, that was going to be my first time and she was going to go back. So me taking her remains over there is still kind of like our first time going together and things like that. So mm-hmm. I'm just trying to stay on high note, you know? Yeah. I don't want to fall back into that. And I see myself day by day of, like, I miss her. And then, you know, especially, like, when I went to go pick up her remains, it was, like, a, like, hug. Like, she really isn't here anymore. You know, before I was just kind of waiting. And then now I have a literal, you know, box with her name on it. And I'm just, like, like, it's getting more, yeah, like, real again. And it's just like a little scab. You keep picking at it, you know? And so it doesn't really completely heal. And I don't expect it to completely heal. I mean, she's going to always be my mother. Mm -hmm. But it's it's really hard to kind of just push through a day. Like one bad day, you know? And then 
oh yeah i have a good day here and there and then another really bad day yeah and then i find myself going back into that hole like oh i could have done this i could have done that no like you know it's just telling myself and putting myself down and i'm like i don't want to be in that mindset anymore i don't want to do that to myself like i have to take it day by day i mean yes it's all meaningless (laughs) we're all gonna die eventually but i want to be able to say like oh i actually you know enjoyed whatever this is <laughs> yeah i mean you it's normal you know it's like it's the grieving process and that's how you're gonna feel and and there's no time limit mm-hmm. to that mm-hmm. those are just feelings and that's just you know humans being yeah, human humans exactly. grieving. yeah it's i think it's the the biggest part is like to remember like you're human like you're not a robot you're gonna feel things at a random time you know memories of sometimes like when i drive by you know what used to be her apartment like i think about that i would think about how every almost every day i would wake up and it was a routine to drive to her place yeah and so you drive you know the same places and you're like oh like it just comes back to you and it hits you and you don't know how it's gonna hit you it could hit you into like i miss her i cry but then i'm okay but then there's other days that like it hits me and like I really like cry and then like I'm sad mm-hmm. like the next two days just thinking about her. And so I just have to also find a balance because I can't tell myself like don't be sad about it or like don't no. cry or mm-hmm. you know because then that's going to be even worse. I'm going to bottle it all up. Yeah. You and don't then do yeah, and then when one small thing happens, like I'll drop a cup my coffee and then I'll cry and bust yeah. out because it's happened to me before. Like I've bottled up my feelings and then one tiny little thing that doesn't even matter happens and then i'm just like bawling yeah yeah no you don't want to do that i think that used to happen to me too but um but then you became a jola like (laughs) (laughs) it's just like you gotta feel it you know you gotta feel it and you gotta let it out it doesn't matter how it doesn't matter that you know oh like you don't want to be crying all the time or something like that like they always say that they always say like pain is inevitable but suffering is a choice Mm-hmm. so that's where it's like okay you know what if one day you're really good and then you decide to start thinking about it you know yeah and you don't have to think about it you know like but sometimes it's inevitable and that's fine and then other times if you like purposely sit there and bring up all the past you know and oh, yeah. start that's thinking me. about yeah. it you know? <laughs> i'll and just sit there and be like ah. but then that's that's what's making you suffer you know that's kind of what's making you like oh my god you know mm-hmm. what could have been Mm-hmm. and that's part of the grieving I mean that's why we grieve even like relationships that's oh, why yeah. there's like a mourning for relationships or you know past relationships because you think of what could have been mm-hmm. and that happens when you know people pass away that's, that happens when anything ends really yeah we go through this grieving but I mean obviously right now I mean this just happened mm-hmm. right like yeah it, it's definitely gonna take time and even with time you know it, it's like I said, not going to completely seal, you know, that pain of, like, I feel like the first time that I really, like, felt like this was when my uncle passed away. Mm -hmm. Um, He, it was actually, the worst part is that it was actually the day before my birthday, so, like, every year now, a day before my birthday, like, I remember that, you know? And so, the reason why it hit me so big was that because he was, like, my favorite uncle, and also the uncle that I spent most time with because when um, I was 
living with my mom, my mom helped him out. And so he would babysit us. Mm -hmm. And like, I just remember that he was like, his life was not perfect. And I honestly didn't know what he was going through, but I know he was going through a tough time because he was living with us. You know, mm -hmm. he didn't have his own place and think he had just gotten a job and things like that. So I, I understood that my mom was helping him out. I think I was like maybe like 12, 13 that I understood, you know, she was, well, actually, no. I think I was already like 14, 15 mm -hmm. because I had just, I had was with my grandma, but then I was also with my mom. So I, I, it's always like hard to determine like an age because for me, it was kind of like blurry mm -hmm. and a lot of things I've blocked out. But I really remember like being at my mom's and then with my uncle there too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it was like middle school times and it was, he was always like so kind and trying to explain things to me it was like with his drawings he would draw a lot mm -hmm. and so he would you know draw and I kind of got that from him too like I like to draw and he would try to show me these things and then after a while like it was just this little bond of oh my tío Shaggy is here like he's gonna either talk, show me how to draw or he's gonna be you know make funny voice because it was funny we had cockroaches. I mean, it's not funny that we had cockroaches in the apartment, right? But, but I mean, it was funny because he would, like, give characters to the cockroaches. And, like, that's how we would feel spend time. Yeah. Like, he'd be like, oh, here comes Jimmy again. And I'd be like, oh, damn, Jimmy. Yeah. Like, Jimmy, where are you? you know? and, and at that point, you're, like, you're laughing at a freaking cockroach. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Imaginary cockroach named Jimmy. But it was, you know, the effort that he put to, oh, yeah, to kind of, nice. you know... Yeah. have a positive outlook in life even yeah. though he was going through so much that I didn't know about until after he passed away that my mom would share things with me mm -hmm. and I'd be like what the heck like you wouldn't well you would have never thought especially like at my age you're mm -hmm. not trying to read people like oh you know they're laughing through their pain or yeah. things like that and that's what he was doing you know he was going through so much but yet with us like he was trying to you know be that positive character around us and yeah. like making jokes mm -hmm. and like you know teaching me like these drawing things and even playing like playstation i remember that he used to play on his i think he had the gamecube and and i think my cousin also had the xbox and they would play like resident evil and things mm -hmm. like that so like horror things remind me of him okay, yeah. and when he passed away it was like devastating and i think it was before i turned 17 it was like oh, really? you know the it was march 28th and he passed away and my uncle called me and he was trying to get a hold of my mom. And I was like, oh, I haven't seen her. I don't know anything. And then he like broke the news down. He's like, I need to tell you something. He's like, you know, your uncle Shaggy passed away. Mm. And I was just like, what? Like, like you couldn't believe it. You know, yeah. you're like, what do you know? I was like, you don't, what? No, 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 no. Like, there's no way. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, like, I need to talk to your mom, you know, and this and that. He's like, if you see her, give her, you know, tell her to give me a call. And I remember mm -hmm. that I took the bus ride to um, my friend Carla's house and I was crying the whole way there like it was just again something that I was trying to understand because I know what death was mm -hmm. but it was like no like what do you mean like no he didn't pass possible. away yeah like he didn't pass away like maybe you know he's in the hospital maybe they think he passed away because he's in the hospital but he's gonna be fine and I remember it was, it's very like it's a, it was a small event, but it still kind of gives me chills because 
there was this guy in the bus too mm-hmm. and he was sitting on the other side you know how like the little seats are in the front there's like the seats facing each other and then the seats facing the front so i was on this side and he was on the other side and he saw me crying and he came over and he sat next to me and like i wasn't even scared because i was so like into like crying and all mm-hmm. that i wasn't even scared that somebody just yeah, randomly just came and sat next to me and he put his hand on my shoulder and he was just like what's wrong and i was just like my uncle passed away and I, yeah. I don't know what's happening and I don't think he did but maybe he did and you know I was all over yeah. it and he was like he wants you to know that it's okay and I was like oh my god yeah and I was what and he's like everything's gonna be okay he's like it's gonna be okay and I was just like <laughs> bawling even more yeah <laughs> Oh but it, gosh. yeah, like it, it, that always stuck to me because like even after, you know, I got to Carla's house and I was crying all day and then I finally fell asleep and in the morning they woke me up and they surprised me with the cake and I forgot it was my birthday. Oh, yeah. And every, you know, all the freaking emotions I was going through and yeah. I did feel devastated. I did feel like I was literally like, they gave me a cake and I was like, thanks. And yeah. my friend's like, it's your birthday, happy birthday. And I'm like, mm, yeah. And she knew about it already, but she was just trying to, you know, make it a big like oh my god it's your birthday it's okay Mm -hmm. and i was just like no it doesn't feel like my birthday and yeah even i think the one after that like it didn't really like yeah it was a birthday wasn't and it took a while for me to be like okay it's my birthday without having that yeah had that memory attached Mm -hmm. and then there you go i still do like the day before my birthday i always think about him and i'm just like i love you wherever you are thanks for everything yeah (laughs) and then you know try to move on from it and then now with my grandma it was like another big hit and Mm -hmm. it was just like when they called me like i was like no what no they're like she went into cardiac arrest we're doing everything we can and i was like no 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 no. you do everything you can to bring her back but i didn't it didn't click that it's like after going into cardiac arrest even in a hospital setting after 15 minutes you're considered brain dead and so i had to kind of accept that but i didn't and it took me the whole weekend that until they told me like yeah, like your, you know, your grandma is just alive on life support, mm-hmm. but she's not gonna wake up anymore, and like that really took a toll on me because I wasn't really holding on to hope, you know, and mm-hmm. during the weekend. But everybody kept telling me like miracles happen, miracles happen, and I'm like, yeah, but you know, after 40 minutes, <laughs> miracles don't happen, and they're like, no, 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 like you know, something's gonna happen. Don't worry, this and that, and then. It, between keeping my hopes up and also between, you know, trying to kind of accept the fact that I was going to have to make the decision because I was the power of attorney. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, my God, like, I don't want to have to make this decision. I want them to call me up and say, hey, everything's good. Like, yeah. you know, maybe my grandma can't talk or something like this, something happened to her, but she was going to be OK. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't happen. And so... I had prepared myself, but not so much. And then that really just kind of, you know, hit me real hard. So it had been like a couple years before, you know, or like after my uncle's death that Mm -hmm. I felt like that. And then now this one like was like 10 times worse. And now I'm just like, there's no point. (laughs) There's no point in anything that I do. (laughs) No, but, but it has, it has been tough. Like, here and there it i try not to cry about it or or like feel bad about it but we're human and i have to feel it i have to feel my feelings and not let it bottle up because then it's not gonna be good and then you at least you you know think about the good that you did do you know about the 
Mm. Taking care of her. Yeah, yeah, because you were taking care of her. You know, that's huge. And and a lot of people, like, imagine, you know, if, if the people who didn't take care of her, how guilty they must feel. Yeah, and that's that's something that I was kind of pointing out to my family when I had to make the decision. It was like, where were you when exactly. she was in good health? And then now that it has come down to this and you're trying to fight with me about, oh, you're just going to kill her. And it's like, no, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Yeah, like no. they're trying to put that on me and I'm oh, like, no. No, like, I'm not trying to kill her. I'm just trying to let her rest. Like, she told me herself, like, if I'm ever in the situation, you know, let me rest. Don't, you know, don't leave me in a home or don't put me somewhere where I'm not going to, if I can't go home or if I can't go home with you, then, you know, just yeah. let it, let it go. I mean, you would know best. In this case, you would know best. Yeah. But, again, I know that it's their guilt. I know it's how they feel Mm -hmm. towards the situation that they're trying to put it on me. And I'm like, no, no, no. no." Because my conscience is clear. The only thing that hurts is, you know, missing her. Not waking up and having to go with her. Like, before it was like, oh my god, I have to go do this. I have to do that. You know, it was kind of like a stressor because I I didn't have that time for myself to actually rest. Like, if I had a good, you know, schedule of, like, resting and helping her out and going to school and going to work without it being a stress, it would have been fine. Mm -hmm. But I don't work like that either, (laughs) you know? And it's fine and normal for you to feel stressed, you know, when taking care of so many things and people, like, it's fine and normal. Like, it's normal, you know? Yeah. Um, or it's expected at least so they can't really like be telling you those things like you did your part mm-hmm. you did more than enough yeah you know? and, and so I, I repeat that to myself también to be like don't think about what I could have done like think about what you did do mm-hmm. think about all the emotions that I went through with her because I mean if we were imperfect we would fight we would argue we would laugh we would cry you know, like, all these different things that I, you know, went through her. Because, like I said, like, it, it, it was, like, spending more time with her. And the more I knew her. And I knew what a grouchy old lady she was because, I mean, I've lived with her before. Yeah. But there was this part of me that I was like, I can't leave her. Like, if I leave her, then I feel like she would have been gone way before. Yeah. If if it wasn't, you know, for me being taking care of her. And so I'm like, I added to her life. I, I enriched her life however I, I could. Mm-hmm. I couldn't give her 100%, sadly, but because I also have my own life, you know? But I did what I could, and in the end, like, I think, well, just, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy, and I'm glad that she's, you know, resting now, and she's not suffering anymore. It was really, you know, sad to to see her sometimes that she'd be like, oh, like, you know, nobody comes visits me. Like, my kids don't come and see me. And some of them, you know, can't cross from mm-hmm. Mexico. But at the same time, the ones that can, you know, don't, don't even go yeah. see her. Her grandchildren don't go see her. You know, it, it was just something that I was like, I know. And I'm sorry. And I can't control it. Because she would kind of vent to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but... I'm here. Yeah, you're... Like, you I'm there. here. I'm like, and then you still t- talk shit to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yo estoy aquí. <laughs> and then she would laugh because she's like, well, you have to be here because you have to take care of me. And I'm like, oh, okay, Mexican, I have to take care of my elderly, right? <laughs> and she's like, well, what would you do? She's like, I took care of you, now you have to take care of me. Yeah. And I was like, fair. <laughs> but when it all came down to the decision, 
people were trying to make me feel guilty. I was like, no. Like, I know that my grandma loved me and that she will always love me. And sorry, but I was the favorite. <laughs> Everybody knows it. I was the eyes and ears and heart of my grandma. And then baby G came along. Yeah. <laughs> baby G. But, yeah, no, like, it's it's been really hard. But I know I can do it, you know. It's, it's just a matter of taking the baby steps and just kind of keeping that momentum. Yeah. And not thinking to day. myself, oh, I have to be at 100% every day because mm-hmm. I can't. <laughs> I don't even... It's I not get realistic. 25%. Yeah. <laughs> low no, battery it's, mode. <laughs> it's not a realistic yeah. thing. And, you know, people don't talk about it enough. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about, like, going through it. Like, you know, they expect you to go to work every day and be, you know... Like, like oh, yeah, yeah, it's all good. Don't worry. Be fine. and Or anything, anything like that. And you just got to, like, go through it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, though. A lot of times, it is going to be by yourself. And it sucks. It just sucks. (laughs) Yeah, it it does. But it's, like, the reality of it. Because even if you go and spend time with friends, even if you go and, you know, like, have the time of your life somewhere... Or get distracted. Yeah, get distracted. You're still going to come home. Two days. Yeah. (laughs) Misery loves his company. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when you go to bed, like, what the hell's going to be on your mind? Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Like... And that's when you're alone, and that's when you're going to feel those things. And mm-hmm. Or even if you are with somebody, like, they still won't understand fully what you're going through, what you're feeling, you know? like. And they don't talk about... Nobody talks about enough, like, how you're going to have to deal with these things by yourself. Yeah. But it's, you know... It's normal, to be honest. A lot of people see it as that, you know, form of, oh, I feel alone, like yeah you know it's okay to feel alone but you're right like we have to go through these things sometimes alone Mm -hmm. and I feel that when I you know was in foster as a kid like that's when I learned like I'm gonna go through things alone and so learning how to self-soothe was one of the biggest um accomplishments kind of you can say you know like I I had to learn how to self-soothe yeah. There's no way that somebody was going to come and cuddle me at night and tell me everything's going to be okay unless I cuddled myself and said, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And I try to do that a lot to myself. Like, it sounds funny when people are like, oh, yeah, you know, look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, like, I'm beautiful, I'm strong, I can do this. Yeah, like positive affirmations. Mm-hmm, yeah, and it's funny that people are like, oh, like talk to yourself in the mirror like oh you know give yourself that but it's so easy to look at yourself in the mirror and be like you're You're so stupid (laughs) you're oh my god you know lazy (laughs) it's so easy to do that but you can't tell yourself like you're strong like look at everything you've gone through and giving yourself those props you you can't because why because feeling alone is a bigger picture i guess than the accomplishment of going through it alone it's more of like well i was alone Mm -hmm. and you focus on like well i was alone but it's like but you did it (laughs) you overcame you you know you overcame that feeling and you learned something about yourself you know you know how strong you are or Mm -hmm. how persistent you are of not letting it get you down you know or motivating yourself like people would dismiss it because they just focus on why well, I was alone. Yeah. Or like I was in a negative space. Um, I know I wanted to just bring something up. Of, oh, okay. Um, so how much... Because 
I don't want to say that you've changed. I mean, we haven't really caught up in a long time, but mm -hmm. from the time that we lived together, which was like almost 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, almost. Um, what do you think you have been able to focus on to kind of like to get where you are? Because I know that you also have been, you know, kind of struggling through different things all these mm -hmm. years. Um, but what do you think is like kind of like the main one that really got you like, I need to... I'm gonna push harder. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, not so much like push harder. Well, I mean, yeah. Not so much push harder, but it's more like definitely letting go of, of like all these negative things surrounding me. Mm -hmm. Because if I think about it, I, I think about myself, just me by myself, and I don't have problems really. My problems came from other people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I always thought, you know what? I'm actually pretty good at moving around and moving with my finances, you know, and like. I'm good at that. Mm -hmm. And then I used to think, then why am I make you know, why am I letting other people try to up my bubble? My bubble's good, you know, yeah. if I really think about it. It was just either living with other people or just like letting their negativity get to me or like spread because that spreads, dude. Mm -hmm. If you're living in a place where like the people around you are just negative or toxic, that is going to get mm -hmm. to you. And as much as you try to stay, you know, positive, that's that's gonna get to you that's how it works you know mm -hmm. so once you move out of those spaces then it clears up a little bit you know and that's where you just kind of like all right you know what like then it's just you mm -hmm. and it's just gotten so much easier like i remember back then like what we were 20 like i was really angry dude. <laughs> like i'm really chill but i was really angry <laughs> i felt well bottled up you mm -hmm. know yeah bottled up i felt really really like like i could probably like explode with any little thing mm-hmm and um, because I bottled it up, because I was like, I felt like a victim because I was like, oh, no, like they did this to me. How could they do this to me? Mm -hmm. You know, like they don't love me. Like, you know, whatever. Like you really feel like that. You really feel like, dude, like in my case, like I'm the youngest and nobody gave it, you know. Mm -hmm. And then I'm thinking like, oh, you know, like they're doing this to me. But in the end, I mean, you grow up a little bit, you know, like or what I started thinking was that. It's not me. It has nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. It's them and their lives. I started to understand. I was like, oh, okay. Like, you're just crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's fine. you. You're the problem, not yeah, me. Exactly. And when I moved away, it was. It became so much easier. Mm. That's it what I need so to do. Easier. I need to move away. I mean, it that's helps, a plan. Honestly, like, <laughs> I'm definitely moving. I'm, I'm running away. <laughs> I mean, just. It's not even just to like get away from it, but it's just me helping my brothers out or like other family members around me mm -hmm. it's so much easier to say no when you're on the other side of the world you know yeah it really <laughs> it's is it's gonna be so much better being like oh sorry yeah. i'm like five thousand miles away i know there's no way that i can drive tonight so. you're like you can buy me my flight if you want right yeah like you can do all these things for yourself and for me mm -hmm. but i i think definitely moving is one of my options of... even even like out of the same household you know because mm -hmm. like even if i uh, well back then i moved i wasn't living with family or anything mm -hmm. like that but i you still were like with I me was... <laughs> <laughs> i still felt but like look at the place we were living at I you know. know it's like that place was <laughs> crazy we were still in negativity <laughs> like we were still in a toxic place you know <laughs> and i was like that i was just jumping around and and then when i moved to san francisco like you really kind of feel like it you know now you look at yourself, mm -hmm. really look at yourself, and you you think, like, okay, you look at your flaws. 
you're like, all right, the, well, this isn't caused by other reasons anymore. Mm-hmm. Now you got to work on yourself once you realize that, you know? Yeah. But yeah, moving was probably the best thing for me to do. And then when they would call me and then the same problems were occurring. Oh. But that's not my problem. Yeah. And then I, I was told once that the best thing I could do for anybody is to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. They said, that's the best thing because you're taking care of yourself. You're not the burden on anybody else. Yeah. And you're doing them a favor. Even if you're not, like, helping them, you know? Like, you're helping yourself and that already takes off any kind of pressure that they might feel mm-hmm. to want to help you, you know? Yeah. So that's why I think it's very important to help yourself first. To help yourself. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, I can definitely see that because... If you're not okay, how can you offer that help to other people or, you know, putting yourself in that situation of, oh, you can't even help yourself, but you're willing to help other people. And that's that's my big case. (laughs) I I really need to stop because I hear it from (laughs) everywhere. They're like, I am a caretaker, but I don't take care of myself. It's really weird. Like, I don't know how I got that or I don't know how I got there other than it kind of felt like it was forced on me you know from that young age but then now that we're older and the kids are older and yeah. technically adults like i've been getting through to that oh well you know it's your life your yeah. choice i can only give you so much advice i can only give you so much from myself mm-hmm. then then you don't listen i can't do anything more Mm-mm. again i'm not their mom i didn't <laughs> I'm still, you know, trying to have that relationship with my mom, too. Yeah. So when they tell me, like, oh, yeah, like, I talk to my mom and, like, she doesn't understand. And I'm like, it's not that she doesn't understand. It's that it takes time to form that relationship. Mm -hmm. You can't just expect to be like, oh, well, she's my mom and she's going to understand or Mm -hmm. she's going to be on my side. You know, And, and that's how the kids see my mom. And then my mom, when she doesn't how do you say she doesn't give back the way that I give her like it makes me feel upset it makes me like feel like she doesn't care Mm -hmm. but I know it's not that she doesn't care it's just that she's not used to it you know she's not used to being back in our lives like this because before it was like popping in and out here and there then she would leave and come back and you know that's just how it always was and then now is the time where she's been here more Mm -hmm. and we appreciate it as much as we can but my brothers still have that conflict and they still come to me. And I'm like, no, no I'm not your mom. Like yeah. I already have a son of my own that I really need to focus on. Yeah. And you guys just got your mom back. So go, <laughs> go make relationship with her. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's, it's really just like as simple as that. Like it's mm-hmm. an, e- it's like a simple thing. It's not easy, mm-hmm. but it's a simple, you know, concept. Yeah. Where it's like, no, like, I'm not your mom. <laughs> Stay over there. Yeah. Get away. Cut the umbilical cord. <laughs> yeah. Six feet apart. <laughs> no, seriously, though. Like, I tell them, I'm like, I love you guys. And you guys know that I'll always be there for you. I'm your older sister. You know, I've been through so much that you can kind of come to me of like, oh, I'm feeling like this. And mm-hmm. maybe it's not the same feeling of, you know, why you're feeling like that and why I felt like that. But the, the best case scenario is just the communication line of keeping it open keeping it honest and not judging each other for what we feel Mm -hmm. and then sometimes i feel like they think that i'm gonna judge them because they see me as that mom and i'm like no like i'm not here to judge like yes i go off on you because it's frustrating that you don't listen to me after the first five times that i tell you don't open that bottle 
because you're gonna spray it all over and he's <laughs> shaking it like what <laughs> yeah like i it's it's just really frustrating but i am letting go <laughs> i'm letting my children go <laughs> yes let them go <laughs> i'm learning little by little and then i'm also like learning to day, take it day by day because mm-hmm. you're right like we stress ourselves we you know overthink things that can possibly happen but haven't happened yet and there's no guarantee that they are or not going to happen and we put so much focus on that that we forget to live in the moment right and then sometimes you're like for example when i went on the road trip i was like oh my god like <laughs> i went to a road trip i was in the moment but then when i came back here it felt like a dream and i was like was i really out there <laughs> in the happen? ocean <laughs> those beautiful sights and then you come back like you said to this but what do you come back to like that same feeling of emptiness or you know being depressed or just being in that negative mindset of oh well i'm not doing anything with my life or oh i'm you know going through this and that and it's always me because i tell people i'm like my life sucks and they're like your life doesn't (laughs) suck and i'm like yes it does (laughs) i beg to differ (laughs) exhibit (laughs) (laughs) with the 45 slides (laughs) (laughs) and then the last one is to be continued (laughs) well it's not the complete one part one yeah like like, I try my best. Like, I really do try. I try to be, you know, positive, bubbly. A lot of people see me like that, too. Like, going to work or going to other places. Like, meeting people. I try to be my first impression of people. Not to, like, like me, but so that I'm not that's negative <laughs> telling you, like, it doesn't matter. You're going to die anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, a lot of times, like, something happens and I just automatically say, I just want to die. and then when i say that and then i hear jordan say oh my god (laughs) i know mommy i don't want you to die and i'm like oh (laughs) i have to stop saying that but not just because of him but it's just because i'm bringing that negative into my life because i keep repeating it oh Mm -hmm. my life sucks or like oh uh i want to (laughs) die yeah you know i mean well it's a thing though like Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you have struggles or, you know, you, you know, there's things that are, you know, feeling heavy on you, but can you change some of those? And you know, you can, because you've been, this is what you've been doing, you know? (laughs) So it's like, okay, like how, how can I change this? Or how can I make it better? How can I make myself better? It's more, it's more like you, like it's within. Yeah. No, it's definitely gonna take a long time for me to be like oh wake up it's a beautiful day come on i don't think if people are really like that, you know? i feel like they would go, they feel like all right i'm know? trying to make people positive like that okay <laughs> i'm trying to help people <laughs> no i was i was thinking of that scene from finding nemo where the stars like it's, it's a, beautiful a beautiful day, day. the tank is clean <laughs> that's yeah that's basically like imagine waking up and it's like oh my god it's such a beautiful day and and you you freak out because you're like oh my god i'm thinking positive or like i'm actually happy or in a good mood or i'm waking up like this and i don't have that i don't wake up in a good mood i just wake up and i'm like oh another day of this (laughs) again again i have to do this (laughs) really (laughs) just take me out now Preferably in my sleep. <laughs> so I don't feel anything. I just drift off. 
like the rock we are in that's space. So morbid. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I am. But people are like they see me and they're like Laura's so positive and bubbly and I'm like I don't know where you get that from <laughs> I don't know who told you these lies but but a lot of people do see me like that they're like how are you so you know energetic when like when I'm around other people and I'm like I don't know I guess I just wanna not vibe negative towards people but then pobrecitos my actual friends <laughs> are around me <laughs> and they're like <laughs> and they're like, oh, otra vez. Like, Something here else. she comes. <laughs> I know. Like, really. Like, I think Carla and Sibet call me, like, the Grinch. Because <laughs> of how, like, just sarcastic and, like, out there that I just talk about, you know, oh, this happened at work. And then I just kind of go off. And they're like, damn. <laughs> and I was like, but no one can know. <laughs> no one can know, okay? This doesn't, this doesn't leave the circle of trust. Okay. <laughs> and they're like, you're such a Grinch. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I really could care less. We're going to die anyway. <laughs> yeah. And then I go to work and I'm like, oh, hey, yeah. Oh, it's fine. Don't worry. And then in my head, I'm just like, <laughs> get me out of here. <laughs> can there be another power outage so I can get out of here? <laughs> it's because it's happened before. There's like power outages at work. And then like if the the lights doesn't come out back on a certain time, like, they'll let you go home. Oh, wow. Well. But it hasn't happened to me no. yet. <laughs> Not, Not yet. yet. But it'll happen one day. I'm planning on that. <laughs> <Get> Grinch. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I tell them, I'm like, hey, hey, hate. I'm going to do that on my last day <laughs> of work. Hate. <laughs> I'm going to be like, here's the list. Hate, 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 hate. <laughs> Loathe this company. Loathe entire. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I meant everything I said about my work, <laughs> about my past jobs. I meant it. <laughs> it's not worth it. Uh oh. I'll come back to that when I'm <laughs> just edited it. Out. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But okay. Well, just to not oh drag this any further. Well, thanks everyone for listening. And special thanks to Christina, you know, for being on the podcast, giving me a little bit of her time, driving all the way from San Francisco. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, you know, it's been fun. It's been fun catching up. I really hope that we get to do this more yeah, often. Yeah, it's been so fun, dude. It's been such a long time. Let's go to my trip. Get a beer. <laughs> really glad to be here now in the present. <laughs> Enjoy. Enjoying it. Let's not make plans for the future because we don't know if we'll get there. <laughs> all right. Remember that you can find fostering growth on social media uh, instagram is fostering.growth.pod twitter is at foster underscore growth with two h's and facebook search for fostering growth and add us as friends and i also made a facebook page with the same name for fostering growth so feel free to go like and or follow yeah let us know what you thought about this episode and if you'd like to share how you have overcome some of your personal struggles you know, like, we just have to take it day by day and try to look at the bright side of things. Yeah, don't overthink. You know, <laughs> it's overthink. easy to overthink, but... And always put yourself first, you know, because you yes. are the most important in your life. Yes, please. Snap, snap, snap. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have an idea for any topics or need some advice, please send an email to fostering.growth.pod at gmail.com. Yay! All right. <laughs> Thanks, Christina. This really means a lot. And I hope to see you soon. Hope to see you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye.